We are T-minus four hours to kick off, maybe even a little bit less than that, mm-hmm. of the NFL season opener tonight, the defending Super Bowl champion Chiefs at home against everybody's jump-on-the-bandwagon <laughs> favorite team this summer and into the fall, the Detroit Lions. We're going to find out what our guy thinks about all this. He is live from Kansas City. I think he's making his way to the stadium as we speak. The former Hermitage and Richmond Spiders standout and NFL linebacker Sean Barber joins us this afternoon. Hello, my friend. How are you? Young Bobby Black, man, that is the greatest introduction any man can ever expect. <laughs> um, paying homage to Hermitage High School and the University of Richmond. Hey, man, everybody know I'm Richmond through and through. I've never lost my roots. That's where I'm from. That's where I'm at. That's where my heart lies. Uh, man, my, my dad spent many years on that Richmond field playing for the Richmond Roadrunners. And so it was, a, it was a legacy standpoint for me to go back to the University of Richmond and play on that same field for a, a few years. But now Richmond has that on-field campus, man. It's it's amazing to be an alumni from that area. And I'm just out here in the Midwest trying to be an ambassador for how great it is to be back in the East. Absolutely. Sean Robertson from CBS 6 is here with me co-hosting on Thursday. Sean, and I'll bury the headline for a moment on the NFL. But your guys, Hermitage, they got Verina tonight, Sean. I mean, it doesn't get much bigger than that, does it? I heard in the area those are the two powerhouses. Yeah. Is that, is that the truth? There are two of them. Hermitage Panthers versus Verona supposed to be the powerhouses facing each other face-to-face tonight. It's, it's two of them, Sean. We got that other school over there on the East End, Holland Springs, and we'll say something about it. But those... Oh, Lord. Ah. <laughs> hey, hey, I'll tell you, like, Gus Allen, God bless his soul. Hey, I know what a Panther is, but what's a Springer? <laughs> Can somebody explain to me what a Springer is? Yeah, they, they got the best of us a few times, man. They, listen, you know... That, pro, that 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 basketball and football. If there's one school in our uh, area that has developed more college D1 athletes, mm-hmm. man. That Highland Spring, Springs program is is historic. Absolutely. All right. Um, hey, first of all, can can you just what are you doing right now, man? I mean, you text me saying I'm, go, I'm going from the studio to the state. I can never keep up. You're you're like your own media cottage industry here. What is Sean hey, Barber doing these days? Listen, if, if if you do not believe in yourself, nobody else will. So I am a hundred percent positive at some point I'm going to be an on air personality in some realm, some fashion. So until I realize what platform it is, I got to be. I'm on the radio with 610 AM Odyssey um, a couple times a week. I have my own podcast called The Process with Sean Barber. It it, uh, gets uploaded every Wednesday, and that's on the KCSN uh, platform. And then me and Dana, we do players only. Uh, Me and Mitch Holtz do a thing called Defending the Kingdom. So there's a lot of different avenues and abilities for guys that can uh, talk the talk and walk the walk. Um, I'm trying to educate the fans about what's going on on the field so they don't just jump on the bandwagon and think that the Detroit Lions is ready to roar, <laughs> to restore the roar. All of those type things, man, that's, that's a lot of uh, propaganda. It, it sounds great, but you got to go between the white lines, X's and O's. you got to execute alignment, assignment, execution. Coaching matters. Players matter. And until – somebody proves me wrong, I'm just going to keep talking. I'm going to keep explaining to these guys how the process is always greater than the product. 
Wow. I love it. And at the top of that resume, you can now put appearances on the Sports Huddle 1061 ESPN in Richmond. Oh man, you'll you'll be you'll be as hot love as it. Hot, hot as the Chiefs. Hey, hey, Sean, we, we know what the Chiefs are, Super Bowl champs. Who are the Kansas City Chiefs? No Chris Jones, and you fill us in on will there or won't there be a Travis Kelsey tonight? Uh, I'm going to guess he's not going to be uh, playing only because as a player, I realize how important he is to the, the ultimate goal, which is playoffs, uh, Super Bowl, and to have one of your star weapons, one of your most elite players in the league, maybe the best tight end in NFL history, to not be 100% in week one, that is not that priority to me when I need Travis Kelsey. I need him at the end of the season – I need him with that momentum is building. I need him when it's win or go home scenarios. I'm not worried about the Thursday night opener, Detroit Lions. So unless you tell me he's coming out 100% in a few hours, I'm letting that young man rest his loyals, rest his aid. We, we don't need you. We'll find a way to win um, this game with or without Travis Kelsey. All right, Sean, with that being said, if Kelsey is a no-go, who steps up in his spot? Not be a, a a copy of Kelsey, but giving them something in the tight end position for Mahomes. Well, I think the last time we didn't have Travis Kelsey was due to COVID a few years back. We played the Pittsburgh Steelers, who at the time had one of the best secondaries in the league. And I think that the Patrick, Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs carved him up pretty nicely. Um, he hit, I think, seven, eight different receivers uh, 300 and some yards. Uh, I think the team scored 38 points, if I'm to be corrected, um, somewhere in the high 30s. So not having Travis Kelsey available kind of makes Patrick a little bit more dangerous, I think, because it allows him to actually go through his uh, progression of where Andy actually wants the ball to go, and he doesn't get stuck on that security blanket he has, which cover tra- Travis, double Travis, Travis is always going to come open mm-hmm. at some point in a route. Um, and I think sometimes Patrick does get a little bit uh, maybe too focused, too locked in on Travis. And when you're talking about the overall effectiveness of this offense, I think the offense is a little bit more dangerous in a one-game scenario when you don't know that Patrick is going to Travis. Do you still get excited about opening day when, as, when you are a player now? Or are those butterflies and nerves dissipated just a bit? Oh man, listen, football is football. It's, it's in my blood. I, I can't, <laughs> I can't not be who I am. Uh, I'm a former football player. It would be blessed to be able to be a part of the NFL um, as a player for ten seasons, as an other twenty some years. Now I do uniform officiating at the stadium for the NFL ops. So being a, a uniform inspector keeps me still a part of the game. I'm around the players on the field. Uh, when that national anthem comes, I'm right there to see the flyovers. And I see the players crying. I see the coaches, the energy level on the field. Uh, it, it's special, man. So I'll, I'll, I'll never be too old or, or get tired of uh, the excitement of opening day. Um, no, I don't think no matter how old I get. Sean, there's a sports philosophy that says the journey to get to the top of the mountain is difficult, but the bigger challenge is to stay on the top of the mountain. How much of a challenge is this about to be for the Kansas City Chiefs to repeat as Super Bowl champs? 
the way that the NFL sets up schedules, we know that the better teams have the hardest route every each and every season. And the Kansas City Chiefs have been dominating the AFC West now for seven, eight years straight, and they always end up with the toughest schedules each and every year, and they find a way each and every year to continue to get through that schedule and do what they have to do, take care of business, and just keep putting up the wins. Andy Reid has a process. And so when I developed that podcast called The Process, it, 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 it was developed with the thought process of the coaches that I played under. The Andy Reeds, the Dick Vermeils, um, a lot of these coaches understand that the process of how you go about your business always matters more than the product. And so we're not worried about if Travis is there, if Chris Jones is there. That is it's next man up mentality. You always got to be prepared to go play, grow as a team, be prepared to do what you need to do individually to help y'all win on Sunday, or in this case Thursday, and you just want to go out there and play your best ball. Like Andy Reid tells the players every night before the game, guys, go out there and let your personality show. Have fun, play fast, be aggressive, and, and, and play with no fear. And I love that about Coach Andy. Hey, Sean, I'm going to ask you to take off your Kansas City hat and put on your NFL hat and look at the AFC West and those contenders with the Chargers and Justin Herbert. The Raiders have a new quarterback in Jimmy Garoppolo. Denver with the new head coach is Sean Payton telling Russell Wilson not to kiss babies. <laughs> you know, you're not running for office. Can you can you see a legit threat in that division to the Chiefs this year? Uh, it would be like I would have to not is not taking off my Chiefs hat. Okay. You, you're asking me to ignore history, <laughs> like ignore the last seven eight years and just look at uh, this season as one unique season. Yes, I could say that I think the Chargers are a very talented team. But the one thing that I know with the Chargers, as we all can admit, is they are always injury prone. Mm-hmm. The, 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 they can't keep the, the playmakers on the field. And you need your players to play. You need to stay healthy. And that's one thing that the Chiefs have found a way to do. They, they, their stars stay healthy. Their stars get healthy at the end of the year. Their playmakers come around and play the best ball when it matters the most. And that's something that the Chargers just hasn't been able to do as an organization. I, I can't really – I mean, Sean Payton is a mastermind when it comes to offense. But to already be poking holes at Russell Wilson talking about kissing babies and all that, man, like that—that's that, fodder fire for that's probably that, man. They're not serious about winning ball games yet if that's the way they're going about it. And then with the Raiders, they're dealing with Chandler Jones. Mm-hmm. Hey, man, mental health is an issue, and it's something we need to be serious about. So I'm concerned about Chandler Jones. Not a fact if he's going to be with the Raiders or not. I'm concerned with this man as a this, this ongoing what his mental health is going to be. But I, I hopefully that the Raiders have people checking in with him on a regular basis to make sure that man's going to be all right. But, again, that, that team is still always going to be in some turmoil um, because that's what the Raiders do. The Raiders are, are what the Raiders are. So it's hard for me to say that anybody is going to be in a position to challenge the Chiefs because of those things happening off the field. You talk about players staying on the field. Do you have any any latest information about Chris Jones and maybe a timetable for his return to the lineup? Uh, if I told you, I would have to kill you. <laughs> so that's not that's not what I, I want to do. Uh, homicide is not something I want to be known for. Uh, I'm a I'm a gentle person, man. I, I got I got peace in my life. I appreciate that. Uh, I'm a God fearing man. I mean, I love your soul and your spirit. So. 
Hey, man, listen, Chris Jones going to do what Chris Jones does. Like I said, the, I think the mindset of Coach Spagnola is to coach the guys that are there, um, no matter what the scenario, whether it's contract, whether it's injury, personal, whatever happens, it's a long NFL season. And one thing I do know is that our big players, our heavy hitters, are going to be available and be ready when it comes to the end of the NFL season. And that's when you want to be playing your best ball. So I'm not really concerned with what, what's going on with Chris or with Travis injury, anything that's going on here in week one. I just think the team's going to be super excited to go out there and play for Kansas City, um, GEHA field, the Sea of Red, everything that makes Kansas City so special. Um, it's going to be on national TV today, and I'm really excited about the, 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 the way our fan base has showed the, the entire NFL world how we handle and how things run in Kansas City. Hey, are they doing the whole big deal tonight, Sean? Are they doing like, you know, unfurling the, the banner, rings, any of that? Are they doing all of the all of that Super Bowl stuff tonight too or not? Man, you know they are. This is banner night, man. The banner <laughs> the, the, the 57th uh a world champion banner is going to come down and be hung up. The crowd is going to be going crazy. Um Dante Hall is going into the ring of honor later on in the nice. season, so he's in town. Um, all the big hitters are in town, man. So, hey, this is the beginning of not not just the Chiefs run for a back-to-back, but it's also to kick off a, a, another tremendous NFL season, man. And, and man, you just got to take your hat off to all the guys that are responsible, uh, Roger Goodell, all, all the different um, um, entities that make the NFL uh, run as smoothly as it does. Um, man, it's just it's a beautiful, beautiful uh, opportunity to show. Uh, Midwest values here in Kansas City, and I'm just excited to be a part of it, man. Like I said, I'm, a, I'm an alumni, but um, the man I care about these brothers on and off the field, and I hope that all the guys are doing the same thing they're dealing with. All right, I think we're starting to lose you, which means you must be getting close to your uh, top secret reserved <laughs> underground parking spot there at, at, at Kansas City Stadium. So so we'll kind of let you go on that one. But thank you, my friend, for the time this afternoon. I look forward to getting you back here into Richmond and seeing you before too long, Sean. All right, I do think we lost him. But yes. we, we were wrapping it up with him anyway. Although I had, um, well, really, three more things for him. Here we go again, like yesterday when I didn't have enough time to finish in two hours. Mm-hmm. That just means you got you got good stuff. Uh, now i got to remember all three. Th- oh, I did want to ask him if he is at least intrigued that the NFL gave the Chiefs the Lions tonight. Mm-hmm. Like, they could have picked any opponent they wanted to. Yeah. Obviously, they're going to play the Eagles later in the season. You don't want to – I don't think you want to do that in week right. one. That, that's later in the year. But they could have given them – any opponent. And Can they want an opponent that would or, make for yeah. an intriguing competitive game. I'm just intrigued what people think why it was the Lions. Because of the hot the hot finish. Yeah. Eight yeah. of nine. Right. Okay. He knocked out the Packers, knocked out Aaron Rodgers, sent him to New York because of that victory. The whole Dan Campbell aspect, I guess, uh, of him being the head coach. And, uh, you know. Yeah. The, the way Jared Goff played. Champions, all that stuff. <laughs> all you know? that stuff, right. So, uh, you know, not making a playoffs last year and, you know, all of this hype. So, yeah. So, you know. It's it's that's an intriguing part to the storyline, but mm-hmm. now you know no Jones, no Kelsey. I, I was I was in his comment about maybe the the Chiefs' offense a little more dangerous mm-hmm. without Kelsey. We'll see we'll see that tonight. We'll see how patient Patrick Mahomes is. How many different receivers get the ball? Can can you take away one of those receivers uh, if he's not going to focus on just that guy? It'll be interesting to see how he how 
all that plays out tonight. All right, and then I got two little nuggets that I was going to throw his way. I really want him to brag in one regard. He's got a son, Noah, mm-hmm. who was ticketed to go to Kansas to play football and baseball. He is a terrific baseball player, and that is his first love. Mm. Um, he did not get drafted out of high school, okay. but the Kansas City Royals offered him an undrafted free agent contract this summer, and he took it. Really? So he's not going to, to KU to, to play football. I think he would have been a preferred walk-on in football and a baseball player. Mm-hmm. Instead, he's starting his professional baseball career within the Kansas City Royals organization. I would have loved a little update there from him, and congrats on doing that. And then lastly, one of his teammates, and I'm pretty sure roommate, at Richmond back when they played together was my good buddy, Jasmine Coleman, Mm -hmm. a former radio partner Mm -hmm. who's coming back to be a radio partner. What? That's what I wanted to tell Sean. What? Chris Anderson is out this week. He can't make the trip. And we invited, I invited, Jasmine to come back and rekindle the Look magic of the 2008 National Championship and beyond. He spent 10 years with me in the booth, and Jazz was excited to do it, so he's hopping on that charter oh. with us tomorrow, and he'll be on the air with us. There's more competition for Sean Barber, by I the bet. way, in the broadcast I world. Bet. Jasmine's coming back, and he's excited about it. So, yeah, we're, we're reuniting the old team. It, it's me doing play-by-play, Jazz doing analyst, and Matt Smith back on the sideline. Nice. How about that? That'd be cool. Yeah, I think Sean would have been. I'm sure Sean already knows that. I think he and Jasmine talk a lot and text a lot. Jazz is so. probably giddy about that, getting on that charter to go he's to jazzed. He's jazzed. He's jazzed. You he and is. him in East Lansing? Oh, yeah. We're nice. looking We're looking forward to that trip. All right. Yeah, let's get a break in here. Almost 10 minutes to 5. Thanks to Sean Barber. He did that on very short notice. As a matter of fact, when I heard that Jay Mack, when Jonathan McNamara wasn't going to be able to make it, I texted him, and he was like, well, I think I'm going to be on my way to the stadium. I'm like, that's all right. Just keep both hands on the wheel. Use go. that hands-free device. And he did, and it worked out great. And we got some good insight from Sean Barber. Uh, back to wrap up the quick as ever 4 o'clock hour <laughs> of the Sports Huddle in a moment. 106.1 ESPN.